Welcome to the Chosen People Radio Program, a production of Chosen People Ministries. On this program, you'll hear inspiring stories, learn about messianic apologetics, and discover God's plan for Israel and you. Now let's welcome our hosts, Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries, and Robert Walter, our New York Regional Director. Shalom, I'm Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries. So glad you can join us today for the program, The Chosen People. And today we're going to talk a little bit about one of my favorite passages, actually, Leviticus chapter uh, 23. And joining me is my good friend and colleague, Bobby Walter. Welcome, Bobby. Yes, thank you, Mitch. Shalom and welcome, everyone. And uh, Mitch, it's one of your favorite sections, Leviticus 23, and it Mm. happens to be one of my favorites as well. (laughs) Um, In this chapter... We have really what Mitch might call God's daytimer. Hey, wait a minute. Are you calling me old? I mean, Bobby, really. You know, I mean, before the show, you said you didn't even know what a daytimer is, you know? I I honestly don't. And you have a teenage (laughs) daughter, so I mean, no, you got to get with the program. It's in Wikipedia. You can look it up. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so God's daytimer or God's calendar. Uh, and the reason that it's called God's calendar is because the entire chapter is just devoted to these special appointed times uh, of the Lord. Uh, so, Mitch, why don't you tell us about these appointed times? Well, sure, Bobby. Uh, these are very uh, wonderful uh, periods uh, during the course of the year. When God gave the, the Torah, God gave the commandments on Mount Sinai, according to Jewish tradition, he gave 613 uh, commandments, some positive, some negative. And mm-hmm. if you're really bored on a Sunday after church, start counting, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And so there were, uh, right in the heart of uh, this event at Sinai, there was a, another event, because God not only told the Jewish people what to do and what not to do, he also told them when to do it. In other words, God gave the Jewish people a calendar, Mm-hmm. Similar to a daytimer, which you've never seen, Bobby, but maybe you've seen a Google Calendar or something like that. And so God gave the Jewish people um, seven great annual festivals by which they could calibrate their everyday life mm-hmm. by stopping and thinking and reflecting. They grew to know more about God, his character, and his plan for humankind. Because each one of these great festivals uh, say something new and unique and special about the Lord. These great festivals also look back and then look forward. So there is Mm -hmm. a history to the festivals, uh, Mm -hmm. like the Passover looks back at the great event uh, at the Passover. And then there is a looking forward, which is a prophetic element to these festivals, Mm -hmm. looking forward to that great day of redemption sometime in the future. That's why at a Passover Seder, we sing the song with Shana Haba Berushalayim. Next year, we will be in Jerusalem. So the the festivals, all seven of them actually, are all forward-looking, and Jewish people do understand that. Now, for me, I see a number of different kinds of spiritual fulfillments of these great festivals. Uh, Number one, I see that these festivals are actually fulfilled in the coming of Jesus the Messiah. So -hmm. that would be a New Testament fulfillment. And then I also see another kind of fulfillment, 
But we won't know as much about these until they happen because they are future. They're at the second coming. So I believe that you have fulfillment of the festivals at the first coming in Jesus, and then you have fulfillment of the festivals at the second coming again in Jesus. But in other words, it's uh, you, you wouldn't know who Paul Harvey is anyway. So if I say it's the end of the story, you wouldn't get that either. Um, it, sadly, no. He, no. Uses, he, used the but, daytime, he used the daytimer. Just okay. So but I, I like the point that you're making because when we do look in the New Testament, we see some really just monumental events take place on these holidays. Yes. It's, uh, you can't understand uh, John chapter 7 and uh, what Jesus said about being uh, the living water. You can't understand mm-hmm. it unless you understand the Feast of Tabernacles. So I'm going to read from chapter 23, just a verse or two. The Lord spoke again to Moses saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, The Lord's appointed times, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations, my appointed times are these. The Hebrew word for appointed times is moed. It's just one word, and it refers to uh, these seven festivals. And there's actually a portion of very substantial and important Jewish writing in the what we call the Mishnah, which is called Moed, and that's where all these festivals are discussed. They're basically commentaries on what the Old Testament said about these festivals. And so the Lord's appointed times, um, really, I think the uh, translators liked larger-than-life language because the better translation here would simply be appointment. So, mm-hmm. it's, but it's pretty secular rather than sacred sounding. So the Lord's appoint, appointments are these. So God gave Israel from Mount Sinai seven great appointments over the course of the year. And Israel, if they did not show up for those appointments, uh, would suffer consequences. There was also one festival, and that was once a week, and that was the Sabbath. So you have the Sabbath once a week, and then you have the seven great festivals. The Sabbath reminds us of creation and the future rest that we have in, in, in the Lord. Uh, we have, uh, come unto me all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, Matthew chapter 11, a beautiful fulfillment in part of the rest that you can have that God promised. Uh, but also we're going to have a greater rest, aren't we? Because one day he's going to return, set up his kingdom, and the wolf will lie down with the lamb, Isaiah chapter 11, and there will be a rest for our souls who wipe away every tear from our eyes, and so on. So the Sabbath looks back and looks forward, looks back at creation, looks back at the rest God took at the, on the seventh day, is fulfilled in Jesus, and looks forward to a greater day of rest. That gives us sort of a model for uh, the, uh, the other festivals. So let me go through them quickly. Passover predicted the Lamb of God, and uh, the Lamb of God is, of course, Jesus He's the one who took away the sins of the world. And one day, the Lamb of God will reign on his throne. And so again, there you have it. It looks back, it's fulfilled in Jesus, and looks forward uh, to a great day when the Lamb uh, will reign. Uh, Then, of course, you have the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Jesus was unleavened. He was sinless. So it points to him and to a glorious future. Third, you have the Feast of First Fruit. That's the third day, the day after the Sabbath. In the year that Jesus died, it would have been uh, that Sunday, and Jesus died on Friday. He rose on Sunday. He was the first fruit from among the dead. And of course, that's no coincidence. Uh, God tied the fulfillment and meaning 
of the Feast of First Fruit uh, to uh, the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And guess what, gang? One day, here come the rest of the fruit <laughs> because we will be raised as well. Amen. And so Jesus is the first fruit among who? Among all of us who know him and love him. Then after the Feast of First Fruit, we count 50 days. And on that 50th day, we celebrate what's known as Shavuot. It's the Hebrew word for sevens. It's seven sevens, 49 days plus one. Uh, Christians call it Pentecost, uh, Latin and Greek for 50. And that's the day when the Holy Spirit fell upon the disciples in Acts chapter 2. Again, no coincidence. And mm -hmm. so it wasn't necessarily fulfilled in the life of Jesus, but was fulfilled in the lives of the early Jewish disciples of Jesus. And of course, in the last days, Joel chapter 2, what's going to happen? The Spirit of God will fall upon uh, mankind. And so all of these festivals look back, look to Jesus, and look future. Uh, then, of course, you have Rosh Hashanah in the fall, uh, the feast of uh, the blowing of the shofar. And of course, one day we'll, blow the sh we'll hear the blow of the shofar and Jesus will return. Then we have uh, Yom Kippur, uh, uh, 10 days later, the Day of Atonement, very uh, important day, uh, central to all that we do. Leviticus 17, 11, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. So uh, Yom Kippur is, of course, beautifully, magnificently fulfilled in the life of Jesus, and it's because of his death and resurrection we can live forever. And then finally, the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, that looked back to uh, the Israelites, looked back to the wanderings in the wilderness. They lived in little tabernacles. God provided uh, food for them. Um, God provided manna. And um, so Jewish people actually today dwell in little shanties, little lean-tos, little tabernacles, very frail, reminding us of the frailty of life. And uh, it looks forward, of course. Uh, Jesus tabernacled among us. Uh, that's the uh, first level of fulfillment. We learned that in John 1. And then, of course, one day uh, God will establish his tabernacle on earth and the whole world will be transformed and it will be a glorious day forever and ever. So these festivals really pack a, a punch. They paint a beautiful description of the entire plan of God from the Sabbath all the way through to the Feast of Tabernacles when the knowledge of the Lord fills the earth as the waters fill the sea. Chosen People Ministries has been doing ministry in Israel since the 1930s. Our ministry center that we have been running for the last years has been meeting the needs for people in this area. And the opportunities here are for people to find community, to connect. So one time we were having a music night. You know, we wanted to invite believers and non-believers, coffee, music, and two young women showed up. They were nursing students. And they had just Googled, where can I go to free music? They needed a night off to just relax and enjoy. Both of them came in not knowing we were believers and very quickly started to ask some questions. And when they heard we were believers, one didn't have that much interest initially, but the other right away said, I've met a couple of believers. I don't know much what they believe, but they seem like very peaceful, joyful people. And through the night, they enjoyed the music. They were posting pictures on Facebook. I um, had the opportunity as well as another staff to share our testimonies with them. And one of the girls 
Sarah. I followed up with her and we had coffee a couple of times and she seemed very interested and she had a lot of questions, but she was also really busy with school. So for a little while, she wasn't responding. And then one time I bumped into her and I said, hey, we're having a Shabbat. Do you wanna to come to Shabbat at our center? And she came to the Shabbat and that began her closer journey to really asking more and finding out more. So we began meeting more often, one-on-one, -on -one, and now she's coming to a small dinner group I have, three believers, three non-believers, and asking questions. And her whole journey of looking for what is truth, who is God, how can I have the joy and peace I see in all these believers, started from coming to a music event and a Shabbat dinner here in our center. So that's the type of thing that happens here. And we just thank God so much for all the opportunities he brings through the door to show his love in a really practical way and share the gospel with people. Do you know what makes a great conversation starter about following Jesus? Do you know how to share Jesus in a Jewish way? Well, as we approach Hanukkah and the Christmas season, you might find yourself looking for ways to share the greatest gift of all time with your Jewish friends and family. So reach out today and ask for your free copy of Douglas Pyle's book, Sharing Jesus in a Jewish Way. It's free right now when you go online to chosenpeople.com radio. That's chosenpeople.com radio or request Douglas Pyle's book, Sharing Jesus in a Jewish Way, by calling 888-2-YESHUA. That number again is 888-293-7482. This book is a great way to learn all about the Messianic prophecies that point to Jesus, as well as providing sound answers to any objections they might raise. So please ask for it today. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Shalom, dear friends. This is Mitch Glazer again from Chosen People Ministries. I want to tell you about a new program that we have for outreach that every Christian can be involved in. If you love the Jewish people, then you're going to love this program because it's going to give you the opportunity to share directly with Jewish people who will be staying in your home. That's right. You will be the host, because we have started a program called HostIsraelis.com. There's a cultural phenomena in Israel. Young people go into the army and get out when they're usually about 22, sometimes a little younger, sometimes a little older. And after they get out of the army, they travel. And they love traveling to very different places all over the globe, from Latin America to Asia to North America. And so we started HostIsraelis.com. That's a website where you can go and find out more about how to host Israelis in your home. And it's wonderful because we have training. Uh, we have opportunities for you to list your home. And I'm sure you'll find a lot of information available so that you can host an Israeli traveling through the United States and show them the love of Jesus uh, through the way you speak with them, through your hospitality. Uh, you might even feed them once in a while or help them see the sights around your home. You're going to have a wonderful opportunity to love on these Israeli young people through HostIsraelis.com.
Welcome back. You're listening to The Chosen People. Here at Chosen People Ministries, we hear from a lot of Jewish people who have found the Messiah. And right now, we'd like to share one of those stories with you. To me, Jesus was the God of the Gentiles to the Christians. And it's not something Jewish people would embrace. In fact, my grandmother told me, beware of Christians, they kill their own. So if they'll kill their own, they'll certainly kill us. When I was growing up, my father was like a god to me. I wanted to be just like him. But we weren't getting along for a while, and on this day, we got in a, in a bad argument. And I remember screaming at him and running out of the house. I was so angry. 30 seconds later, my brothers called me in to come back in. And he was laying on the floor, and I turned him over. And as I turned him over, he took his last breath. And I just remember just screaming out, forgive me, forgive me. I killed my father and I was just devastated. It was a Saturday, so we had to wait until Shabbat broke to go talk to the rabbi. And he chastised us because we were secular and we never, we never really did anything. And he said, uh, now that he dies, you want to become Jews. He had no compassion on us and I was still hurting and feeling the pain that I thought I killed my father. I just blurted out the words, I damned him and the God he served and I went storming out and I said I want nothing more to do with this. My grandfather would have me sit on his lap and he would tell me about life in the old country which was uh, Russia. And I asked him, why did you come to the United States? And he, he said, we came because of the pogoms. The Russian Christians used to come in and persecute us. So I asked him, why did these men do this to us? And he said, because we're Jews and they were Christians. I knew from that time on, it was them and us. My goal in life was to earn a lot of money. Because if I had money, I would have power. If I had power, I would have influence. So I'm working for my, my goal of money, and I'm working hard every day. And I was talking with a, a respected businessman, and he was talking about meaning and purpose. And he said, you have to have meaning and purpose in your life, and it's got to be more than money. That was shocking to me. Then he went on and said that the billionaire, J. Paul Getty, said on his dying deathbed, he would trade all his billions for a happy home life. It's kind of like I'm told that in a dog race, they, they teach the dogs to chase the rabbit, but if they catch the rabbit, they'll realize that it's a fake and they won't chase it anymore. And that's what happened to me with my goal. I got punched in the stomach and I couldn't chase that anymore. During this time, uh, my college roommate and my best friend found a newfound faith in Jesus. I just wanted to choke him. I was so frustrated with him. He was a successful businessman. In college, he was the first All-American hockey player we ever had at our college. He broke everything I thought about a Christian. He wasn't weak. He wasn't a loser. Then to complicate my life even more, my wife joins a Bible study. She's now gonna become a Bible-thumping fanatic. I didn't want to raise our children in the Christian faith because it was, a, it was the faith of the enemy. So I went out to a bookstore 
and I bought a Bible. I said, I got to look at this for myself. In the first sentence of Matthew, it says, this is a genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David and the son of Abraham. To me, that was, that was shocking. This was a Jewish book. It was like the words came into my head and they just kind of resonated around my brain. So I started reading the Gospels. That's the first four books of the, of the New Testament. I read them once, then I read them again, then I read them again. I ended up reading them over 50 times. I started falling in love with Jesus because he had everything that I wanted. I found out that he truly was Jewish and he was speaking only to Jewish people. There weren't Gentiles around. He was serving them and loving them. Even those who wanted to do him harm, even those who were trying to, to get rid of him, he loved and he loved the Jews so much that he ended up giving his life up for them. One day I drifted into the book of uh, Romans and in Romans 5, 8 it says, but God demonstrates his love for you in this. While you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. When I read those words, it really kind of transposed to my mind and it says, Tom, God demonstrated his love for you in this while you were still not performing up to expectation. Messiah died for you. That hurt and that pain that I had over my father dying in my arms after the argument, I finally was able to put that to rest and there was some real peace there. I guess for the first time when you're forgiven, you're set free so that you can embrace the peace that God wants us all to have. Shalom friends, this is Mitch Glazer, president of Chosen People Ministries. There is a growing movement of the Holy Spirit among second generation young adults. And we have a great ministry to these folks. There are hundreds of them. There's a beautiful commercial center, two and a half times the size of what we have now that'll seat over 150 people. We have space for children's work. We have space for a cafe. And so pray over the center. We'd love to have you come on a chosen people trip. But I know that you'll want to be involved in one way or another to help the gospel go out in power to Israel. To learn more about this new exciting project, visit chosenpeople.com slash Tel Aviv Center. That's chosenpeople.com slash Tel Aviv Center. Partner with us to bring the love of Yeshua to Israel today. You're listening to The Chosen People, which is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries. To learn more about this weekly program or how you can connect with us today, visit us online at chosenpeople.com slash radio. And when you reach out, we'll send you a booklet titled Sharing Jesus in a Jewish Way. This easy-to-understand guide is an indispensable tool for helping you navigate all the messianic prophecies that point to Jesus. And it'll help you share Jesus in a way that will break the ice with your Jewish friends and family. So request your free copy today. It's available online at chosenpeople.com radio.
Or you can ask for the booklet when you call us at 888-2-YESHUA. That number again is 888-293-7482. And now, let's wrap up today's program with the Aaronic Benediction. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha Ya'er panavelecha v'yichunecha Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yasem lecha shalom V'yasem l'cha shalom, v'yasem l'cha shalom, v'yasem l'cha shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. B'Shem Shel Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace.